Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ASAP Podcast. I'm Scooney. And I am Megan. This week, we are going to talk about something that's very near and dear to us and probably most people, and that is music. Love music. Everything I, music. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Hope you all enjoy. Megan, what was the um, first concert you can remember going to? The first concert that I remember going to is Aerosmith. Nice. And I was 13, which is probably too young for Aerosmith. Nah, that's the perfect age to be introduced to Aerosmith. If anything, based, it was probably four years too late. <laughs> based on some of the things that I saw at that concert that oh, my yeah. mother does not know about, <laughs> it was too young for Megan to be at a concert, <laughs> especially an Aerosmith Where, concert. um... Where was it at? Uh, it was at the Germain Amphitheater that is no longer the Germain Amphitheater. It no longer exists. Now it's yeah. an Ikea. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So it, it was at a place long gone from now. That was a that was a good place. I missed that place, honestly. It started as Polaris Amphitheater yeah. um, way back before that part of town was really developed at all, which is why they built it there. Right. Um, there wasn't anyone around <laughs> to complain about the music. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> there were residents that were near enough that they could hear it and they were like, hey. And I remember the complaining. We don't like all this noise that I don't know all if they signed rock and off. All roll music yeah. that kids are playing these days. I don't know if, they, if the residents in the area signed off or had any say in that place being built, but it got built and then people were like, oh, we don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, see. Fuel opened up for them. That was at the height of Fuel. That, oh, yeah. If that dates I like, anybody. I like Fuel. I do that, like Damn, it. that dates me. <laughs> um, yeah, my um, my first concert was actually at the same place, but oh, yeah? it was still Polaris Amphitheater at the time, and that was um, Metallica, Days oh, of the New, and Jerry Cantrell uh, from Alice in Chains when he was doing his little solo thing. Good band. I was 15 years old, so, you know, about just... I don't remember what month of that year it happened, and I just turned 36, so right. you know, 21 years ago, right. roughly. I've always wanted to see Metallica. I have not seen them yet. I, I remember um, they were, so Metallica was the first band that I got introduced to as far as like the modern metal slash hard rock uh, genre. Right. Uh, an old friend of mine that I grew up for a number of years around on the street I grew up on, um, introduced me to, I think it was Sad But True mm. off their Black album. And then he told me about our local rock station here, uh, the 99.7 The Blitz. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, this world exists. You right. know? And it, I was hooked, you know. Metallica was the first band that I got, it was the first rock band that got me into like rock music because my older brother uh, was also big into Metallica and ACDC and but Beavis and Butthead and like right fed, on. fed right into that right <laughs> curating my personality. Yeah, it was like after after I got introduced to that world of of music, that type of music and stuff. Before that, it was kind of just listening to whatever my older sister would be listening to when I was around, which right. I can't really remember any specifics. You know, probably some Madonna and you know. Yeah, but older um, sisters don't was... like cool things. Older brothers like cool things. <laughs> I mean, she probably thought it was cool. <laughs> Um, but then my sister even got into bands like Nine Inch Nails and Danzig and stuff like that when, yeah. you know, she was growing up. But um, after I got introduced to that world of music, uh, an old another old friend of mine who I, I have not spoken to in a long time, um, just, you know, kind of grew apart. But uh, he got me introduced to like Pantera and Slayer and Megadeth mm -hmm. and just all these other bands. And, and I was just, you know, I was hooked, man. I yeah. was just hooked. So... 
I definitely yeah. get it. Pantera is a, a interesting one. That brings it back. That's a very local thing too. Yeah, yeah. We um, we are in the uh, city where the famous and legendary um, Dimebag Daryl, former guitar player of Pantera, former guitar player of Damage Plan, um, was tragically gunned down during mm-hmm. a concert at a place that I've actually played shows at when I used to be in a band, a place called the Al Rosa Villa. I played there before this um, tragedy occurred, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bad stain on our city. Um, it's heartbreaking to think that it happened, period, and kind of gut-wrenching to think that we are, in part now, known as the place where a legend like that died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't make it clear. I would not have wanted that to happen <gasps> to him anywhere or anybody, for that matter, to happen anywhere. Um, but, you know, that being said, it it really sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was, um, and I know I've told you this before, but I was supposed to go to that Damage Plan concert that night that it was happening. And it really was just kind of a last minute uh, my friends uh, ended up not having money to go, and my boyfriend, you know, who worked out of town, he wanted me to come stay the weekend. So I was like, yeah, we just won't go. And then a couple hours later, I get a phone call from my friend, and she was like, did you hear what happened at Al Rosa? And it was just kind of that, wow. Yeah. It, that, was, it just hits really close to home. That place has never been the same. I don't think it's ever recovered or ever will. Yeah, it changed um, it's a lot. still It still operates, and, you know, bands still play there, but you just don't see the kind of acts coming through that you used to. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people, musicians and stuff like that. Because um, it isn't the best venue. Away. It isn't the best venue for a concert, but it was kind of like it just had its own vibe. Yeah. And it just had its own feeling. And yeah, that definitely kind of it was. It's it. a cool place or it was a cool place. You know, obviously it's not, you know, directly their fault that this happened. There, there are arguments about security should have been better or this or that. But it was just a tragic turn Bad of events. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pantera, amazing band. Oh my god, dude! So I am sad that I didn't get. I was sad that I didn't get to see that, but I'm on some level I kind am, of glad I wasn't there. I am thankful that I did get to see Pantera before they ultimately broke up, um, and long before um, Dime Dimebag was killed, and and then <clears throat> since then his brother Vinny, who was the drummer of Pantera and then drumming in Hell Yeah, and also drummed in the band Damage Plan that they were both in when Dime was he killed. Was in Hell yeah. Yeah, he was the drummer to Hell Yeah, and, um, you know, he tragically passed away um, within the last uh, several years. I'm not sure the exact year, which I kind of feel shitty about, but it wasn't too long ago. And, um, you know, I think it was heart issues or something like that. I can only imagine how his life was irreparably changed after the death of his brother. I mean, they started Pantera together, you know, they they were jamming together since they were kids. But, um, you know, so now it's like... Two icons, two yeah. absolute legends in the metal, the rock slash metal world are gone. They were taken too soon from us. And um, I don't know. You it is just crazy. never go back. It is crazy to just watch some of these, like just watching artists pass away. Yeah, Chris for, Cornell. For their, Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. Like it's like even Bowie and Prince and people yep. like this, like even they're not in full like metal and rock, but no, they're but icons. icons. Absolutely. Icons. Yeah. Like, 
it's it's crazy watching them move on in, in whatever way it happens. It just really does feel like a death of an era. On yeah. Some, like it, it becomes their life becomes a legacy. It does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, it does feel like the death of an era. It yeah. does. It's it's really sad. And then you've got, you know, um, lesser known maybe, but still fairly famous bands and their front people, you know, um, Wayne Static from Static oh, yeah. X when he died and... Right. Um, the, I, was, um, I was thankful. I did get to see them in concert, and he was I'm amazing so, live. I never got to see them, and I wish I had. That um, was one of those concerts <clears> where, like, um, I think it was actually at Germain or whatever it had changed into at that point. And um, we had, it was a standing room, and there was quite a few people there, but it wasn't the biggest show, so we had, like, amazing seats. So it was really close to the, so close to the stage. You could see everything perfect. It was just great. Right. Yeah, I wish I would have seen them. And then you have, um, um, oh, what is it? Um, he he died on the tour for OzFest. Um, bodies. Oh, Drowning Pool? Drowning Pool. I can't remember Thank the you. guy's name. But... I cannot either, and I, yeah, again, feel kind of bad about that. Now, they did replace him and get a different singer, but, yeah. I mean, they were really, they were up and coming when, really when he were. died. They yeah, really were. They, were, they were on a fast track to big things because they were awesome. Um, I With the new singer, I still think it's a great band. I listen to um, their music from both of the vocalists, you know. So, yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, death is sad, period. It, it's sad when it, it's somebody, be it somebody you know personally or somebody who's famous in some way who has touched your life in, in some positive way. You know, it's just, it's tragic, right? I wonder if I'm, I, I wonder if I'm naive in thinking this, but it does feel like a lot of the substance abuse, a lot of the suicides and stuff like that, that does happen a lot in the rock kind of, culture like it's it's not that i don't hear about it happening other well, places, sex drugs and rock and roll man. but it yeah it really does kind of like there's a big funnel towards that area well, you do like but then you got genre. people like ozzy who seems to be like invincible and immortal yeah like, or or the guys from motley crew who've god only I knows mean, how many drugs this, they've done shout out to this post malone guy for giving ozzy a heads up you know oh what my I mean? god like, he's really doing something for the old geezer so i don't know how many people <laughs> out there um caught wind of that but you know post malone featured ozzy on one of his songs i guess and do all due respect to post they malone, did a song you know together I mean? okay they and did it's a song not bad. together. i haven't listened to it um post malone's not my type of music i respect him as an artist and and what he does and I like give him. him all credit but there were so many people out there who they were young people most certainly all of them were younger people um wondering you know who is this Aussie guy and how awesome it is for Post Malone to give him a spot on one of his songs right. and put him on the map. You know what I mean? Like, what would Ozzy be without <laughs> Post Malone? Just some old British guy. Well, the same thing happened whenever Kanye West did the song with Paul McCartney. They're like, whoever this Paul McCartney guy is getting a real leg up in life featuring by Kanye. You know, it kills like, me. What? It, it kills me, right? Um, not music related, but something similar happened. And I was talking to my mom about this earlier today. In 2012, on the 100th, 100 year anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, there was Twitter, I believe it was Twitter. Twitter was around in 2012, right? Was a wash. Well, social media, whatever platform yeah. it was, social media was a wash with people like that wasn't just a movie. And it's like, come on, man. Like, I wasn't alive in oh 1912 either, but I know. 
that that oh was a real goodness. ship and a real event that happened, and it wasn't just a James Cameron film. Like they're like, that must have been a real popular film because every keeps talking about sinking like the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just like learn your history, you know, and and then that my point here carries over into music. You know what I mean? Like I was not a huge Beatles fan, but I'm a music fan, and I guess you could say I'm still a musician, just not practicing, but. I know who Paul McCartney is. I know right. who the Beatles are. I know who Ozzy is. Well, because I listen to rock, you know, I, I don't listen to Taylor Swift, but I know who she is. You know, it's right. just educate yourself. A little bit. <laughs> like, just a little. Just a little bit, people. Well, it's, it's keeping your eyes open to other pathways because I think this is a big difference between us. I know you like more than rock, but I would say that you. Now I do. You yeah. probably like more rock than I do. Like, you probably dig deeper into rock than I do, even though I like a lot of it. But I have, I think, a much wider range. I listen to way more different genres. Yeah, I was, um for, for a long time, you know, and it was probably because, you know, when you're younger, maybe not you, because you're some kind of special creature over there. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times I think people, when they're younger, your image, or at least what you think your image is, is more of a concern to you. You know, you try to put on this facade yeah. and look cool or whatever. So, so I, even if I liked something that was outside of the norm for what I listened to, wouldn't admit I wouldn't admit it. I wouldn't really get into it too much because I, I mean, I, I had the baggy jeans, you know, with yeah. the big pant legs, I had the chain on my I mean, wallet, definitely... facial piercings. I was a metalhead, man. Yeah. I can't listen to no alternative music. That stuff's for pussies. I mean, like, I definitely <laughs> went through that. Phase. I've had a goth phase. I went through I, yeah, I a did. solid goth phase. I went through and fishnets I'm and black makeup and everything. I'm crazy, too. You want to? I think I may have told you this story, but like as far as piercings go, um, oh, my yeah. friend Casey yeah. and I. Oh, my God. So we pierced each other's, uh, the second holes in our ears. Um, but I also went the extra level of crazy when I was 16 and I pierced my tongue. Yeah, you're insane. I mean, I've had three piercings and they were all done professionally in a studio. I'm I'm not that nuts. Next level crazy. Megan's got me. But (laughs) I just keep it under wraps a little bit. I don't know how, but I look kind of sane and people don't understand that there's a lot of cuckoo under these cocoa puffs, you know? (laughs) I look and act crazy, I guess. (laughs) Um, what's your favorite musician? Or band or group, like um, what would you put? Or your top three, if you can't pick just one. I well, it since I've been fifteen, it was always Lincoln Park. Chester Bennington has just always been. I've I loved his voice from the moment I heard it. The range he had, just it was also like I was fifteen, so I was angsty. I really related to the content, but like I kind of grew up with it, and they grew up and evolved a lot through. Um, their music through the years and I know they had a lot of fans fall off and stuff but the fact that I have always loved so many kinds of music I kind of I went along for the ride just fine because I love everything from like rock like heavy metal to like R&B to electronic to I even like some country I didn't used to like country very much but I do now um, so just all of the sounds that they would bring in, I just thought were amazing. So yeah, they, that, they that's were. Probably always I remember it. the first time I heard um, uh, their their debut song, um, you know, One Step Closer to the Edge. One Step Closer yeah. was what it was called. Off Hybrid Theory. Off Hybrid Theory, yeah. I heard that song. I was uh, waiting in the car. I was with my dad. We were at um, an advanced auto parts store. He was inside and I was sitting in the car. And the Blitz was like, you know, yeah. and here we got, uh, I think it was like Choose It or Lose It when they did that. Yeah. And they played that song. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> I know, Oh, right? my God. And I was hooked. And I remember uh, another friend of mine, 
um, who has since moved away. We're still in contact, like, you know, on social media and stuff, but she's moved out of state. Uh, we bought that album or I bought it right. or we got it for my birthday or something like that. And we listened to it until we had every single song memorized. memorized on that album. I know. It was just to the whole day. album was just it blew me away. The first time I heard One Step Closer, I was working because at 15 I started working. Um, I was working at Yield Mill out in Utica. Um, and it was playing in the kitchen. Some of the guys in the kitchen had it going on, had it like playing and it was on like a choose it or lose it or something like right. that. And I'm walking in and out of the kitchen. I was like, this is a good song. Yeah. Who is this? Like, yeah. Immediately so, loved. Yeah. So, so would they be your number one favorite band? I would think? say that. Well, also the fact I do have a tattoo that's kind of in a memory to that too. So right on. I, I think I have to claim it if I've got a tattoo of it. Right. I, I would find it. I would think so. Yeah. That seems, <laughs> that seems reasonable. I don't know if I could pick just one because, you know, part of me wants to say Metallica would be the number one. Um, Great just because, band. I mean, an amazing band. Uh, not just the music they put out, their longevity, yeah. what they did to change the music scene. They you know, Metallica, Metal they do. Yeah. Metallica came out, right, when so many bands, arguably most every band of the day was spandex and mm -hmm. all the hairspray the you hair could manage to, to, you know, um, put in your hair without completely depleting the ozone layer. Bon Jovi's and Twisted and here Sisters. comes here comes these um, these guys wearing you know ripped up jeans and t shirts and they come on stage. Now, admittedly, I was a baby. In fact, when their first album Kill 'Em All was released, it was the year I was born. Yeah, but still. I, I know enough to know that they came out in a day when spandex and hairspray was the thing, and these guys came out on stage, ripped jeans, T-shirts, and they were like, we're just going to play some heavy, fast metal uh -huh. and fuck the look, you know? And people were just like, what the hell? This Fresh. is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So mad respect to Metallica, uh, regardless of what they did or didn't do later on in, in the years that people do or don't like. You know, there's the whole Napster thing that happened back in the day. Well, the Napster blah, blah, blah. and the St. Anger. Yeah, yeah, but it, anyway. it's still they're they're still I've still got to give them uh, a special place in my heart of because course. they were they were my they were my first, <laughs> so you know. Um, but there's so many other bands that have had an impact on my life that it'd be hard to say they're my absolute only favorite. You right. know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to think about because I could just probably go on and on about it. You know, I love all kinds of of bands. Um, yeah, we we have had a we had a competition earlier as we were discussing <laughs> the notes for this show, and I got to listing out. I told Stu, I was like, I want to list out some of these bands that I've seen because I, I want to see how many because I know it's quite a few. So I start listing and listing, and I get up to like thirty two, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just kind of cut this down to ten maybe. I tell Stu, and immediately, what do you say? Um, she had written on our little document uh, that we used to make our show notes. She she wrote, uh, Megan, seen 50 bands. And below it, I wrote, Stuart, seen more than Megan. And I immediately set out <laughs> to top her. <laughs> so, so then the co competition took way. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've got her beat so I'm far. I'm at 42. You're at 43. 43. But we needed to record, so I'm blaming that on why I haven't beaten you. You blame whatever you want. I but win. Um, what? What kind of an impact has music had on your life? Like what what is the what is what is a moment in your life where you can think like it was because of this artist or this song that got me through or gave me this perspective or just something profound? Well, that think? was probably Linkin Park for me. Lincoln it Park. was whenever I was um whenever I was a teenager, like I 
life was hard. Life was, you know, hard. Life is as, hard for a teenager. As a teenager, yeah. and then having additional BS on top of it kind of makes things harder. So I spent a, a lot of time, just so many hours, sitting in my room, just listening to music over and over and over, and just kind of trying to find an escape because this was. The internet was around, but we didn't have a computer or anything like right. this. So these were, you know, pre-internet times where you had to find um, an escape within reality. You couldn't, you know, just dive into the interwebs and lose your, your hours and days away. So, um, but music has always been a huge thing. I've always sang. I've, I can't tell. I, as long as I can remember, I've been singing to music and radio in the car and um, and stuff like that. So it's actually something else I was going to ask you about. You ever sing in the car or the shower or oh, anything else? So yeah. I'm not really a big shower singer, but I'm, I'm a huge car and yeah, everyday same, life kind of singer. Same. I do listen to music a lot when I'm in the shower, but I typically don't, don't end up singing and I'm not very good at singing. So it's whatever. Yeah. You can carry it too. Don't cut. I say I'm slightly above average. We've already established that Megan is crazy. So <laughs> do not listen to her right now. <laughs> Uh, but what about you? Like, can you, is there a moment or a memory? Oh my God. So as I, um, you know, alluded to in our episode on mental illness, you know, I had, especially in my teenage years, um, a lot of times where, you know, I would self harm and, yeah, um, you know, I had some attempts at suicide and all that. And, uh, I, I can't honestly look back, uh, uh two decades ago or so, you know, or a little less and think of a specific song or, or anything like that, that got me through any particular moment. But I know that there were a lot of those times when it happened where the one thing I could always kind of lose myself in and get away. And so many people I'm sure can relate to this mm -hmm. is just putting on, you know, uh, music music that you like or that or, speaks to you yeah that speaks to you and just kind of drifting away in it you know so there's a lot of people i've found where they're like don't get me wrong there's a lot of people who are like oh i love music and i'm obsessed but i find a lot of people who are like i don't ever listen to music and i can't comprehend that like i can't wrap my brain around how people can't listen to music all the time because i'm i'm always got something going right yeah uh, yeah that that baffles me as well um you know i listen to music you know i, I as i've said before i drive a semi truck i'm on the road a lot and i almost constantly have my spotify going just listening to to songs right. uh, you know all i've got hundreds and hundreds of songs on my spotify playlist and uh yeah, I can't. I cannot imagine my life without music in yeah. it. Like I really can't. I don't it's know. True. But everybody's different, right? Um, you ever play any instruments? How musically inclined are you? I um, when I was younger, there was a um, there was a, a program at like the at a lead center. It's kind of like a family oriented, um, you know, community center. And there was a woman named Mrs. Ty Cody. Who gave piano lessons once Ooh, a week? Piano's a pretty instrument. Um, so once you know, once a week we would go over and, and take little piano lessons. So I learned how to play a little bit of piano, um, enough that I could read music. Basically, I kind of had the basic understanding of sheet music, which helped me a lot in you know in my life and as I've gone on. Um, I mean, I've played things like the recorder and stuff, but uh, I did teach myself how to play basic rhythm guitar. Probably, I don't know, five to ten years ago at this point, somewhere in there. Nice. Um, and it really was just because I, I do write music sometimes and 
things like that, or I'll get a little tune in my head. And I, I like singing music, so I would want to learn how to play a song, just a very basic song, so I have something to kind of strum along to and sing. Yeah. So that's really about it. That I was always you're, you're better at more music than I am, I think. Well, I I mean I've I've had more experience. Yeah. I mean I think that's yeah, I was I was in a band, released a demo, headline shows and you know, signed some boobs. And I ain't never was, signed no titties. That was that was undoubtedly one of the You wanna highlights. be my, one of my fans and I'll sign your titty? Ooh. Sign mine. <laughs> I like where this is going. Um yeah, so I started um teaching myself how to play the drums about 14 or 15 years old. Um, I did take some lessons over the course of time when I was regularly playing drums. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I wasn't like brought up. I was never in like the band in school or anything like that. And most of the lessons I took were after I was already teaching myself how to do it. So I remember starting out in my garage. The first drums that I had wasn't anything great to speak of. I think my my mom's lifelong friend, uh, somebody she knew, was selling it. And I think I paid like three or four hundred bucks for it. And it, honestly, it was a piece of shit. But it was my yeah. first drum set, and it was amazing. But it's always amazing when it's your first. And I remember getting the cops called on me so <laughs> often by our asshole neighbors that we had there. I mean, they, these people would call the cops if a bird was chirping too much. But you know. Uh, you know, arguably my drums were much louder than that. And I was in the right. garage. So it's like echoing all over the place. And, you know, I, I can remember people, um, various people in my life, family and friends, just kind of having that attitude of, yeah, you know, it's cool that he's interested in this, but he's just going to cause a ruckus with right. it. Cause I couldn't keep a beat or anything like that and just sucked. And then boom, there I am in a recording studio and, and everything else. But so that's the, that isn't that kind of the beautiful life lesson in it is you suck at everything when you start. Yeah. You're always going to be bad and fall on your face and look embarrassed and all of that stuff because you don't know what you're doing. But right. You figure it out. Drums are not easy. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, um, I mean, I think anybody, for the most part, like unless you have, you know, some seriously debilitating condition um, can learn it if you just try and, and practice at it. But it's not easy at the rhythm same time. Is, rhythm is kind of a innate thing i think maybe i don't know because i've never felt like i really had it but i might just be you do being hard on myself but um you can also carry a tune even though you don't hear when, it. you've got an ear for it when um when i started playing you know my hand wanted to follow my foot like everything my foot did yeah. my hand would do it at the same time so it just it took practice you know but i ended up making it i um i have a demo cd of you know the band i was in and as I said, one of the shows, I remember that show pretty well. Like I had long hair at the time, longer hair than I do now. And I had it braided and I did it partly because I don't know. I just, just like, liked having my hair braided, you know, yeah. I always like people messing with my hair, whatever the hell that entailed. Right. Uh, but I also knew it would kind of make me stand out since I'm hidden behind a drum set on stage and, you know, I wanted something to signify. So I remember I was out after the show. This was at the Al Rosa Villa actually. And I uh, was walking through the crowd and this this woman, I don't I don't even know who she was. <laughs> like, it didn't really matter. She goes, oh, aren't you the drummer um, to the band that was just playing, you know? And Aww. I was like, yeah. And she was like, will you sign my chest? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I absolutely will. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, like, I am a god. <laughs> 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 Which is completely inflating my ego. But, 
But yeah, that's how it felt. You know, we were just some I've local been band. Accepted. I don't even, we weren't <laughs> even, I mean, we weren't even that amazing. Like there's so many bands that I've heard that were way better than we were, but we did it. We did something. We had a blast with it. You know, we, we had a fan base and we used to throw uh, incredible after parties. That was another thing that drew people to us was the after parties. Party, party, party. You know, I played out of state, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. So, yeah. you know, I accomplished something with it. I was, uh, 18 when I got into that band and the next youngest member, um, was the guitar player who the, that band was like his brainchild, you know, mm-hmm. and he was, I think 23 at the time. Wow. So I was kind of the baby, you know, but hey, it worked, man. How long were you in the band? Uh, probably like two, two and a half years, maybe something like that. Nice. Yeah. It was That's a solid run. Yeah. It was a good time in my life. You know, I had fun. I definitely had fun. I look back on it and uh, with fond memories. I don't really talk to any of the guys anymore, but you know that's that's just the part of life. I don't I know if this sometimes. is getting into drums or anything, but did it like split up amicably or? Um, not in the very end of it. I mean, there were a couple like dips and valleys through through the whole process, but the the final split between myself and the rest of the band um, didn't have anything to do with the band more one person in the band and that was our vocalist i remember uh getting into it with him and i guess stuff had been kind of brewing for a while and i had felt for a while like i was being kind of singled out because i was young and so i was getting a lot of unnecessary um shit that i didn't think i deserved Gotcha. And so I finally just had enough. I remember one day we were supposed to get together to practice and him and I had exchanged some words and I was just like, fucking done, man. Like I'm done. And I tried a couple other bands out, you know, with some friends of mine and stuff like that. But those never went anywhere. Like yeah. that band was the only one that I ever actually played. No, that's not true. Um, there was another band that I was in um, with my my friends, Kyle and, and Brownie, who... We did one show at a party uh, that was being thrown by the coworker of, I think, Kyle. Uh, and it was outdoors, and they had a stage set up and everything like that. Yeah. And I remember we were much heavier in that band. Like, our music was oh, yeah. much more hardcore than than the band I actually had a long stint with. And uh, I remember everybody out in that field that was partying, like, we started playing, and they just moved to the other end of the field like what the hell and is this done. yeah man it was um it was it was a good time though I had a blast That's so fun. you know um what what position in a band do you like, kind of idolize most like what would it, if you could choose to be something in a band or if there's some member like the bassist guitarist vocalist drummer that you always kind of i mean gets more of your attention i think drummers are always fun because we are i mean obviously like, I've never met a drummer that wasn't just like a blast to hang out with but i think just i i've always had a thing for vocalists. like if you don't like drummers you just haven't met a good drummer because we are amazing yeah, yeah I, I've, um, always, I've always had a thing for just vocalists I, it's i think it's also because i'm a singer um a lead guitar, you know, there's something super sexy about a lead guitar. Everybody kind of likes that. Busting out those solos yeah, and right. shit. Yeah, um, I remember our lead guitarist, dude, he would 
just would, shred. He would shred, and he would he would he would have some movements up there on stage when he was doing his solos, dude. The bass player shoving his cock out in the <laughs> crowd, and I just you know you gotta have look, man. If you're gonna be, especially if you're in a rock band, like you've got to have a, a certain level of cockiness and oh, bravado yeah. about you. The and just, ego has yeah, to yeah, you gotta the have stage, a little bit like, of an ego. Yeah, it, yeah. I always I think <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily true, but I I just think bass players tend to be a little derpy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, bass players. <laughs> like they're they're always like the stepchild. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, the the singer and the lead guitar and the drum. I feel like they were always kind of like the ones that are idolized the most. And the bass players over there, like, hey guys, I kind of like you know, I like throwing important stuff. I mean, you know? the, the bass player and the drummer are are together uh, a very integral part of, of a band. But that being said, there are bands um, or groups or whatever that do not have bass players. I mean, there's two bass. There's two that I can think of off the top of my head. There's 21 Pilots mm-hmm. and there's Royal Blood. And that's a guitar player and a drummer, Royal Blood. Like, that's it. Oh, and the White Stripes. I was going to say White Stripes. White Stripes, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess bass players just aren't really needed. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I mean, they're, they're, you're still great. You're still great in your own way. No, I, I as a drummer, I have a special connection with bass players. I mean, you know, we both we are the um, the backbone of of yeah, most you're the foundation most musical um, endeavors. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I have always it's always been kind of cool, but also it's like a lot of pressure, right? Being a drummer because you solely the singer can fuck up, no problem. Vocal or guitar players could fuck up. Not a big deal. Bass player can fuck up even. But Not you a big fuck deal. Up. But if the drummer fucks up, everybody fucks up. Everybody fucks up. <laughs> like, and so on one hand, it's like, I have all the power. But on the other hand, it's like, oh my God, I have all this responsibility. <laughs> like shit. So no pressure. I remember no pressure. I remember just I would close my you know, you get to a point with your instrument where or whatever you you do in life, you know, where you practice it enough, you do it enough, it becomes second nature. Yeah. You know, I would a lot of times I would just close my eyes. And, and play when we were on stage. If if I looked out at the crowds, which I mean, we didn't play in front of hundreds of people, but um, I think our biggest crowd probably had close to a hundred people right. at Al Rosa, which you know for a kind of shitty local band is pretty good. But I remember, <laughs> you know, if I looked out at that crowd, um, it immediately it, it immediately pulls you out of um, that zone. And anybody who's ever been on stage or done anything in life where you just kind of get, it's like an out of body experience thing. It's, and they just call it the zone, but you know, you get in that zone and it, and if you start thinking about what you're doing mm-hmm. or what's going on around you, instead of just doing it, you just, you get sucked right out of that zone. And, and all of a sudden you're this. like, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. We touched on yeah, this. We did, but it's, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. It's it's hard to explain the feeling that you get. Um, what about uh, genres? What's your favorite or least favorite genre of music? What what? Well, you said you listen to country. You probably you probably listen to a little bit of everything. I, I really assume. do listen to a little bit of everything. Like, um, I rock probably would have the closest, like just the most meat out of the music that I like. But I I really do. I just to me, I've always loved music for mood control like sometimes I deal with like you know feeling depressed and and stuff like that or if I'm anxious and music has always had one that ability to kind of like pull me out a little bit and so you know if I'm if I'm going somewhere and I'm nervous about it or I'm trying to get hyped up or I'm trying to motivate myself maybe I'll throw on some like just 
freaking hip hop and just like beat Dawn down the street. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like it's it just really kind of like to me, it always has depended on my mood or like the place that I'm at in life. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of rock. I, I think it's because I've been hanging out with you and I tend to cater my uh, playlist. Excellent. I know I cater my car playlist to the audience that's there. So because I'm not going to make you listen to like Taylor Swift. Get my or... car, dude. I'm putting on Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> like it or not. I don't give a damn, dude. We're listening to Bjork. I'm not throwing on some Alanis Morissette. And Con- Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to take that back. I, I don't want to say Alanis Morissette with any sarcasm because she's actually <laughs> a pretty like Good. Yeah, she's yeah. actually a pretty good artist. Yeah, like um, like the other day I was really Some on a... Sunny and Cher. I was on a Kendrick Lamar and Drake. Like, I listened to a lot of Kendrick Lamar and Drake and the new Cardi B, so I was in a hip-hop mood. Like, it just depends. See, I can't... I can't... I, I, I can get down with, I guess, old-school rap. Uh, you know, the old Dre, Snoop, the N.W.A., you know, stuff like that. I'm not, like, super familiar with those artist catalogs. Right. Um, but if I was gonna listen to that genre of music, I would I would lean more towards that the Tupac and and stuff like that. See, I think- when rap was when when the artists were telling you a story, you know, about their life and right. the world they they lived in or grew up in. And today it seems so superficial. Right. So much of it seems so superficial. See, and I when I think old school like hip hop, I think like Sugar Hill Gang, like, you know, the hip hop, the hip the hip, you know hip what I mean? The, the so hip like hip and you don't stop. <laughs> like I um I think That makes me think of Wedding Singer. The movie Wedding Singer <laughs> when, when that movie. old lady was singing that she's like hip hop, hippie to the hop. So great. but I think my mom kind of helped form my um my view of music because she i get it honest from her she likes a lot of music too and to this day that is i think the one thing her and i bond on the most is i'll play music for her and she'll start kind of beat bopping over there in her chair oh yeah oh and um i got stories about my mom oh yeah so like i remember growing up listening to sugar hill gang and fleetwood mac and prince and queen and like amazing bands right so i I really especially and like i loved mariah carey i loved hootie and the blowfish i like i liked backstreet boy like growing up i like just kind of a little bit of everything you know um brian may the guitar player to queen yeah is an astrophysicist is he yeah he's got a phd he's a He's a fucking scientist. That's like, fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't remember the guy from Offspring, the lead Dexter singer. Holland. Dexter. Gotta love Dexter, too. Fucking love Offspring. <laughs> love them. Another band I have not seen and would I would just absolutely do probably anything. I, did I hear that they're going to be touring? I know Rage Against the Machine is getting back together. Yeah, yeah. I You know, I'm, I'm probably going to blow some people's minds with this. I respect Rage Against the Machine, but I've never been a huge fan of I theirs. Agree. And it's just because I feel like so many of their songs, the lyrics are so um short and it just kind of goes back over it and over it and over. It loops. Thank you. That's a good yeah. way to put it. And I mean, musically, the sound is awesome. It's powerful. And I know that um their music has a, a message behind Absolutely. it. A, a very powerful message. Even the name, Rage Against the Machine, is telling you something. Um, and I, again, I respect all of that. It's just not something like 
if Rage was playing a show by themselves with opening acts, I wouldn't go. Right. If they were on a bill with other bands I wanted I'd to see, see I would see it and yeah. I would stick around for Rage. Like if that makes any sense to people. I almost wonder if part of the reason they're getting back together is because I know when they'd split up, the lead guitarist went over to Audio Slave. Yep. And with Chris Cornell passing. Well, Audio Slave hasn't done anything in a while yeah. that I've heard of, anyways. What because wasn't yeah Cornell was back with Soundgarden. They were yeah. the ones they do. That was the he. Um, died, I believe, the night before they were supposed to play their headlining show here in Columbus at oh, uh, right. at Rock I on the Range. About that. I don't know, was it called Sonic? Because they changed the name now. It's Sonic Temple. Um, I but it, about but that. I don't know if I can't remember if it was Sonic Temple or if it was Rock on the Range that year. But yeah, he was supposed to play his show here in Columbus either the next yeah. night or two nights from there. But it was right right around that time. Um, so yeah, that that's another tragic loss. You know, yeah. I love Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun, and so good. Um, Such a oh good my God, man. he's he had an amazing voice. So, man. come together <laughs> with your hands. Let's not butcher it. <laughs> uh, you ever dream of being a rock star yourself, or or any kind of famous musician? Like you're doing stand up comedy now, so you're already on stage. But um, when I played, I hope Sam. people start messaging you from these podcasts. Like, where are you performing at? I know. I just want you to get hounded about it. I mean, I was a rock star when I played Sims. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, I, I think everyone kind of dreams about that on some level, right? Like, I think most people do. Like, yeah. It would be fantastic to, to have that level of, it is kind of like a power and control over like that group and that mass of people that they are it there is, to see you. It it's is amazing the power and control. If you're a, a, the right band and right. you've got your following, the the amount of control and power. So I saw um, it was like a, a home video type recording uh, Pantera doing a show. I'm not sure where it was. And the security at the venue, uh, it was a, an outdoor um, amphitheater type venue. It, it could have even been Polaris here in here in Columbus, but anyways, the security was removing a guy, and I don't know if it's because he was smoking weed or or whatever whatever he was doing. If he was smoking weed, that definitely wasn't Pantera. They were all fucking huge <laughs> potheads and, right. and drinkers and stuff. And boys from Texas, Rockin but man. um, the guy was being let out, you know, up the rows of seating, and Phil, the vocalist for Pantera on his mic was like, you know, let him go and this and that. And he, he, he made a threat. Like if you don't let that dude go and enjoy the show or something like that, like I'll have this whole fucking place whooping your ass. Uh. You know? And I mean, dude, if you're Pantera, you can get tens of thousands of yeah. people to storm one little security guy, yeah. like bouncer dude, like, and that dude knew it. And he let that fucking guy go. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just like, you, you know, now I'm not condoning, like violence. I'm not condoning destruction. Right. I'm not condoning like destroying property or anything like that. But, but it, on some level, I've always found it amazing that if, when you reach a certain point as a musician, you could literally look out to a crowd of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 or more screaming fans. And if, if something rubbed you the wrong way, you'd be like, everybody fuck this place up. And motherfucking people are going to fuck that place up, dude. And, and the authority, they're going to have to send in the riot police. You know, I know what I mean? Right? It's just, it's insane, dude. It I is mean, insane. Oh, I mean, well, it just goes to show you the power of a crowd. And yeah. Like not, the mob mentality, not, the well, herd mentality. Not to take it 
you know, not to swing too far left, but this is a Trump thing, too. Like, that's why he holds that power. He stands there in front of that crowd, which is why he goes on those places. Yeah, I think um, he's a rock star. To them. I think to be perfectly um, fair, maybe not so much in our lifetime, but you could probably politically speaking, find politicians all across the spectrum and from all backgrounds that have done it to some extent. Oh, yeah. um, this is just probably the most recent um, in incantation of that but yeah. still you know our our species is susceptible to you know following the group Follow you know when we might not do you know something if it was just us but if we see you know 200 other people doing it we're like oh right. okay i'm gonna get up on this yeah. so yeah it makes it easier so it is what it is. It's just the way we are. And that is one of those things I do love about um, like rock concerts, though. And because I, I am one of those girls I get, you know, rough and tumble in the pits and stuff like that. I'm the one down. Not now that I, I haven't the last couple of times. I've, I've gotten kicked in the head a couple of times. I never really pit. got in the mosh pit. I did. I, I see people I in there. For punishment. Well, I see people in there, you know, arms behind their head like you're going to be handcuffed, yeah. swinging elbows and stuff. Like if you're in a group and I mean, I've moshed, you know, where you're jumping up and down, you're bumping shoulders with people, even pushing a little bit, like getting kind of rough. But if your goal is to get in there and try to knock people right. out, like I'm, I don't want any part of that. Like I came here to see a show. Exactly. What good is that? And where's my money gone if I'm unconscious and wake up in the hospital and I didn't even get to see the band I wanted to see because some drunk, you know, person Whatever. decided to be an idiot yeah so i, well, I tend I, to stay away from that stuff but i noticed there's um that is kind of a, a power with the band is that that starts that ruckus starts happening and bands will straight up shut a show down oh yeah to be like if, pick up that person in the yep. mosh, you know stuff like that yeah so it's always had that like high energy almost violent look to it but there is this like family where there most is. of the people there are there to have a good time and not try to fuck people up you know yeah I mean? if the band has any semblance of respect and care for their fans and and plenty of them do yeah. you will see the the band members on stage you know telling people in the crowd yo get that person pick up them up the ground, get them out yeah. help them out or if they see shit getting too out of hand they'll be like you know you need to chill it i've heard bands um vocalists from bands you know get on people about groping women in the crowd and stuff like that and just you know and it's awesome. Like yeah. they should because they know they have that power. And it's like, hey, you don't stop it. I'm going to get all 50,000 people in here to whoop your ass, <laughs> right. dude. Like I don't even need to get off this stage and do it. Like I got a fucking army out here, man. Right. I got like a clapper. Just clap like, on know, this crowd on your ass. <laughs> you know like, who I am? <laughs> um, yeah. I also, I, um, my friend had gone to the Sonic Temple this year and she had said that Disturbed was on stage. And I thought this was kind of a sign of the times. Because um, I haven't seen Disturbed before myself, but she said that there were not just them, but a lot of the like header bands like that kept sending out the message of like um, suicide prevention and hotlines, like domestic abuse. I think some of them said some things That's about awesome. guns, like that they were actually there was a lot of them taking that time to use that platform. And she said on some, I think she said on some level it was kind of like, okay, we get the point. And I was like, but you know what? To me, that is um, that's a group, a, a band of men talking to pe talking to their fans and their fans tend to be this audience that has these issues that has to, that deals with not 
you know, talking about suicide that deals with, you know, isolation and gun reform and these things and the other. I was like, it's interesting that the sign of the time is that now they're using their platform to kind of push this back out there. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's it's not new, you know, think back to, um, you know, when you, you mentioned earlier Queen and they did sure. um, with that, HIV. Yeah, that everything. big. Um, what was it? It was AIDS. Um, it, I, I wasn't there. It was before my time, but it was. AIDS something or something AIDS was the name of the festival. Right. Um, uh, I wish I could remember I it. I can't think of it. Honestly, I know but what it you're was, talking about. It was about, huge. Though. You know what I mean? It was it was gargantuan in A size, like the amount of people that were brought into that. And I think the awareness that it brought to the epidemic of AIDS and HIV and the money it raised for research, you know, so, so bands to some degree, we more now maybe, but we are the world. Yeah. That kind of yep. stuff, you know, like, um, music has always been a bonding thing and i think that that is true like you, you know you're there to bond together and surround yourself with everybody liking the same thing so yep, yep. Yeah. somebody uh somebody said it best and i'm gonna let uh, people out there figure out who this is if you don't know but it's a great a great and a very true saying with great power comes great responsibility i know it <laughs> i'm not gonna say it, but i know it yep so and that's true it's true it is. so yeah, I can't sit here. I mean, I think I've already explained it. I ever dream of being a rock star. Like, yeah, that's that was in a band. Do you like, still um, want to be a rock star? Is that why we started a podcast so you could be a rock star? I just want to be popular. <laughs> I want people. I want to, people to like me. I want people to be my friend and talk to me. Um, who would you love to see that you have not seen yet? I already have seen a couple bands on your list that I would absolutely die to see nine inch nails is one of them i, love I hate you for that <laughs> um lincoln park is another one which, i've seen them oh no no times. i take i have seen lincoln park i saw them when they were touring for the first album i'd love to see corn um i've not seen system of a down they though i good. remember system of a down okay i heard they're not as good live just because okay. of the amount of like one of their songs there's like 13 guitars laid on top yeah. of each other and it's hard if not impossible to reproduce that live so so the night of system of a down um the band that opened up for system of a down was called hella h-e-l-l-a and the band was the worst band that i have ever seen live in my entire life they were so bad they were booed while on stage and when they took the banner of the band down off the curtain for system to open up the crowd cheered oh my god it was rough that's got to be demoralizing it was rough um system i think surge was a little off that night it didn't sound bad overall but it wasn't it didn't leave me on the high that i was hoping it would um, so I think that there's a possibility that they could be better live. I just felt like an off night in the way that that opening band went. Maybe it was just kind of yeah, like a, a carryover. What I had heard from the person I, I knew, I believe it was, uh, uh, the rhythm guitar player from my old band actually, who told me this, it's not that they suck, you know, cause obviously system of a down does not suck. No. It's just the, the, the way they do their songs and the way they record it's, it's hard to duplicate um, that live. on a live show. Yeah. So, you know, some bands sound great in the studio and not so great live. Some bound, some bands sound great, you know, live. And I can't imagine it would go the other way where they would sound good live and not in the studio. One band that I personally feel sounds amazing in both. We already mentioned you did disturbed. Yeah. Um, I have seen them 
uh, a few times, a couple times. Uh, the last time I saw them was I used to work. This was also during the period when I was, you know, drumming in that band. Uh, I worked for a company here in Columbus called ECM event control management. And we set up concerts at three different venues around the city. We did the Newport music hall, what was then called the promo West pavilion. Mm -hmm. And we also did the Schottenstein center. So I did disturb one night at the promo and actually injured my back there, uh, lifting a certain case they had they'd put a riser stage up so when they built promo west the this place if if you've never been there has an indoor slash outdoor stage and in the middle is this gigantic garage door that splits it off so outside you've got a mini amphitheater and inside you've got you know your typical indoor music venue can fit i think uh about 2000 or so people it's pretty good size yeah but anyways this was an indoor show but apparently when they built this place they didn't make the stage high enough to where inside people in the back of the crowd could get a clear view of the band. Mm. So for really big name bands, they would put a riser on the stage, you know, like a, a just an extension. So the right. stage would be higher. So we, being the local crew, would have to move these stuff up the ramps, the, all these cases with instruments and equipment and everything else, and then kind of lift it up. The, the extra riser. foot or two onto the riser. And I was doing that with several other people um, for one of the cases and like an idiot lifted the wrong way and fucked my back up. Now, thankfully, that was in like 2002. In the years since, I've had maybe three instances where it's given me problems, but those problems did result in me getting transported to the hospital in an That's ambulance. So it's not like, oh, I'm sore. You know, like when my back has gone out since that happened, like, it goes, you yeah. know, it, it goes. So, but they sound disturbed, not to lose my point there. Amazing live, like Dave Draymond and, and the rest of the band. It, it's hard for me. Uh, this may not be everybody's opinion if you know the band or have seen them, but for me, it, it's hard to distinguish that you're listening to this band live. Yeah. They're just amazing. He is a powerhouse of a vocalist. When we were doing that show, funny little side story. So early in the morning, we're, we being the local crew people, we're at the backstage doors of the promo, promo West there, and uh, where the semi trucks that carry all the equipment would dock. And we're waiting, you know, we're getting our instructions on, you know, how the day is going to progress and what we're going to be doing, yada, yada, yada. And the side door back there opens up and fucking here comes Dave. It's like 1030 in the morning, man. And here comes Dave Draymond, vocalist for in. Disturb. Walked, walked right in front of me, dude, like two feet, two feet in front of me. And I'm standing there like, you know, I'm never one to like get up half a day before I go to work. Like I'll wake up, I get ready pretty quick and I go. So arguably I had not been up very long by yeah. the time I got to work. And, you know, I'm like, I, I remember he walked by me and I said out loud, I was like, Oh shit, Dave Draymond, what's <laughs> up? And he looked over and he's like, what's up, man? And just kept going. And I'm like, it's fucking 10 30 in the morning. Did you turn into a kitten and like play with his little chin, Not that time. chin needles? His, yeah. He doesn't, I don't think he has those anymore. <laughs> those, uh, those little hooks. A time I did kind of turn into a blithering little bubbling idiot, though. Yeah. I was not working this concert. I don't even think I was working for that company. It was years after this. Uh, I went to see another band that I absolutely adore. So I have a thing for rock, most rock bands with female vocalists. Like, I, I just, I, I go crazy Evanescence for it. Evanescence was really good live. Yep. Well, I'm going to find out uh, <laughs> next May. So, ha, ha, ha. But um, Lacuna Coil, they're yeah. from Italy. A buddy of mine, Dan, introduced me to them years ago. 
And I went with uh, one of my friends, and for some reason I want to say my sister, but I don't know if that's a false memory or not. But anyways, went to see them, and uh, they did a meet and greet after their show. And so we're in line, and I remember I got up to the table, and I was wearing, you know, I have a couple t-shirts that have goofy sayings on them. One says, um, I'm out of my mind, please leave a message, and um, some other weird shit. That, but, time, uh, of, that time of our lives. Uh, I got up to the table, and one of the band members like my shirt and he gets the attention of the rest of the band and like is pointing at me and he's like check this guy's shirt out man this is hilarious and in my head i'm thinking oh my god i'm the center of attention for lacuna coil right now <laughs> like oh my god like i was freaking out so that was that was my like that's awesome starstruck moment if you will that's awesome i've, I've gone to a few meet and greets i think um static x flyleaf was one of them three days grace smile empty soul and trapped was another I didn't ever get to meet Lincoln Park. My best friend did. I, I met super Mike. Jealous. I met Mike briefly out in the crowd. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. So, you ever play air instruments? You ever air drum or air guitar I mean, it up or constantly? You ever? Does anybody ever air sing? Like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just I, sing? Yeah, it? you lip sync. <laughs> but you're still syncing? singing. No, but you think about it. You like you're playing air guitar. Take the music away. There's no sound. It's yeah. an air instrument. Like, but when so, you lip sync, but you're you're not actually making noise. You're just like. Oh, like Millie Vanilli. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess people do do that. And some of them get famous for a time doing it. Just for a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I always found it easier to play air guitar than the oh. air drums because it's just a lot easier to oh. notice if um, you're messing up yeah. playing the air drums than if you're playing air yeah. guitar. I always just tap my fingers on any surface. Even though I'm a drummer, I, I will play <laughs> air guitar. That's funny. So. No, I'm I'm a little jealous of your list too. Like you've got you've got Bruce Springsteen and Paul McCartney on here. Yep, um, uh, that's both when I was working for that company setting up. I set up both those. I'm not alone, but I helped set up those concerts. I mean Metallica and Ozzy. I would love to see them. Uh, the Prince of Darkness. We've got a few. We've got we've got some over like some double ups. Like we both seen Mushroom Head and Soil. Um, I want to see Incubus. So I'm jealous there. That was a long, that was in, um, you know where the brewery district is, right? Downtown. Yeah. That was an outdoor show they did there with uh, 311. It was awesome. Long time ago. Yeah. It was a good show. Brandon Boyd's got an amazing voice. He's got an amazing whole lot of things. Wow. <laughs> Calm down over there, <laughs> Megan. Jesus Christ. He's a cutie though. Uh, yeah. More recently, I'm, I've got to see Bush. I was like stoked about that. Um you know. See, I've seen I've seen a lot of rock bands, but the ones that haven't been rock bands are like Sharon Cindy Lauper, um, Gaelic Storm, Ben Folds Five. I almost got into a fight at Ben Folds Five's concert. That was kind of funny. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> I know, right? Well, it wouldn't have been me directly, but I was about ready to jump in from my boy. Um, we were standing there, uh, me and and two other friends, um, uh, Carrie and Brocky, we were standing there and there was these couple of girls in front of us um, off kind of to the left. And then there was like a dude off to the right. The dude was more in front of me. The girls were more in front of them. And the girls were just talking the whole time. And Ben Folds Five, if you don't know them, they're, he's kind of, um, he plays a lot of piano. It's a little more, it's not a super hyped show. It's a lot of, you know, it's a little more alternative, a little quiet and kind of chill. So these girls are talking and they just won't shut up. And Carrie kind of gets annoyed and he basically steps forward and calmly says, 
um, I'm sorry, but could you please shut the fuck up? We're trying to watch the show. Like, take it off to the side. And, of course, immediately these girls are like, oh, just completely offended. How, How dare, dare you? you use that language How to dare me? you point out that we're being obnoxious? Exactly. So I'm like, hell yeah. Like, thank you for saying something. So they walk off, and then they come back. And then homeboy, uh, they start talking to him about it. So he turns around and kind of puffs up his chest and starts kind of getting in his face a little bit. And I immediately am like, am I going to have to jump in here if he throws down? Because like, I'm not about to let a fight happen in front of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, he just kind of puffs up his chest and says a few words. And then we're just like, it's not a big deal, guys. Let's just enjoy the show. It's fucking Ben Folds 5. I know, right? Like, like how does this like, happen? what the hell? But That's no, insane. that was kind of fun. That's insane. You'd expect that shit at a Slipknot concert know, right? or something like that, you know? Like, but, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. So Ben Folds, um, Bruno Mars was another one. That, he's got an amazing voice, he, too. His show was on point. Like, that I imagine dude, so. So good. So good. Yeah. I would like to see, um, I saw somebody's recording of, of a, it was a show they did this year, Tool. It was out in Texas. Fantastic. I would love to see. You've never seen Tool, right? No, I haven't. Good. 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 <laughs> I really want to. I do too, actually. Um, um, but yeah, Snoop Dogg was another one that's kind of obscure. Um, the one yeah, nobody knows who Snoop Dogg is. The one that uh, I I didn't buy tickets for, they were given to me, but I did see in concert was Nickelback. And I hate to say it, guys. They put on a damn good show. Oh my God! You just killed this podcast. I know. Nickelback Holy isn't as bad shit. as people make them out to be. I've rocked out to Nickelback too. I'll jump. <laughs> I'll jump in the fire with you there. I've never seen them in concert. Not because I had the opportunity and refused. I just never had the opportunity. But I, I have rocked out to Nickelback. Yeah. Um, Slipknot was a good show. I saw them. I'm going to see them again in May Jealous. when they come to town. Um, they're they're co-headlining with Metallica at the uh, Sonic Temple. I may be going to Sonic Temple. I, I, think, I think you think should put the to. ticket on layaway. Yeah, you better hurry up before yeah. they get ridiculously expensive as if they weren't already. But um, I saw Slipknot um, so far. The only time I've seen them, um, and, and this is the first time, of course, uh, was back at the Al Rosa Villa. I think it's the only time there was ever an outdoor concert at the Al Rosa. They set up a stage out in the mm. parking lot, and it was amazing. Um, Cold Chamber were the headliners and that's another band um maybe not as well known to a lot of people yeah but it was a band that i i loved growing up and uh was glad that i got to see before they broke up but yeah. now of course the vocalist des is the front man for devil driver right. who i've also seen in concert and and love that band but honestly if he wasn't in it i probably would have never gotten into them not that they're not good they're really heavy but it, it, what drew me to them was it was him because awesome. I just adored him and his vocal style and everything else. And I loved Cold Chamber. So I was listen, literally listening to Loco when you got in the car earlier with yeah, me. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were. So, yeah, man, music is um, amazing. Uh, it's kind of a universal language. It's been described that way um, by many people. It has done so many things for so many people. And I think the world would be a much darker place without it. You know, Absolutely. humans first started making music um, at the, or at, the, at least tens of thousands of years ago, you know, when we would hollow out animal bones and, yeah. and little makeshift flutes or whatever. Um, Stretch an animal hide. It's and... just, it's something deep inside of us that drives us to make it, to want to experience it. 
And it's just something that can move you in a way that little to nothing else can. And I will always love it for that, for that effect and for what it's done for me and for what it does for others. So it is my, it is my soul in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I hope, I hope everybody out there has, um, had or has or will have in the future that experience with a particular song or artist or something like that. Because I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't found that, you need to keep looking because it's yeah. worth it's worth finding. Everyone needs music in their lives. Yeah, I, I strongly believe that too. So, yep. I look forward to hearing what other people uh, have have to suggest because I do love all kinds of music, and I would love to hear about bands and and suggestions and stuff like that. So please send me and us your favorite bands, music, song, like anything. Yeah, there's um. There's a lot of stuff coming out that I'm I'm probably not aware of, you know. I think that that happens maybe for every generation. So I, I definitely concur with Megan there. Um, send me some new artists. Like, let me know uh, what's up that I may not already know. Because I don't. As I'm getting older, I'm definitely not old, but I'm as getting I'm older. Getting old, right? I don't I don't want to be that person who's looking at the generation and like, what is this, you guys? It's crazy shit you're listening to now. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. So please help keep me in the loop. Send me some stuff that that you think I might not be aware of, and I would uh, I would love to check it out when I'm, you know, trucking on down the road. So we'll keep this music conversation going because this is one we can talk about forever. Yeah, we definitely can. So y'all Until take next it easy. Time. Well, that was an awesome episode, I think. It absolutely was an hour. It just flew by. It did. It did not feel like an hour to me. Uh, music is one of those things I could talk about until people's heads just blew up from listening to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, we want to thank everybody for tuning in this week uh, to listen to us um, go back and forth about a topic that we both hold dear to us. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at Another Smartass Perspective. Uh, send us an email, anothersmartassperspective at gmail.com. If you would like to hear this and other episodes at any time, you can go to our website, which is anothersmartassperspective.captivate.fm, and we are on all the popular streaming services as well. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Have a good one. Later.